One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, JB, we've not got the we've not got the theme tune today. Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, my tablet isn't working, unfortunately. Alright, well, I, soundboard, sorry, I, soundboard. I reckon your your penance should be like doing the doing the theme tune yourself oh, while no. I talk over it, <laughs> or you can do the theme tune and I'll do I'll do the theme tune. You do the intro. Okay, then that's probably all right. right. Then so um, right, hands in, pod on three. One, One two, two, three, three pod. pod. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB, I'm here with Phil. Hi JB. And of course Tim. Hello. Tim. Do, do Tim, do Tim. Hi, uh, hi JB. There we go. Right. How's that? Perfect. Right, let's on we go. Before we get into the podcast, I have just got a, an exclusive little sound bite that you wouldn't have heard on the rugby earlier. This is the sound of George Ford's clackers as they sat down on the bench in the changing room away at Wasps. Clackers? <laughs> there you go. That was George Ford sitting down on the bench. And uh, <laughs> balls of steel is what I'm saying. Oh, right. <laughs> I got it, Tim. I didn't. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Uh, that, that's the last we've just watched. Bath with that dramatic and massively important win against Wasps. Mike Ford's face said it all. They needed that big time. They really did. We've said it before. They're looking to kickstart their season. Like last week against Northampton, when they were trying to but lost. And this was a great win. To go away to Wasps, who yeah. comfortably beat Toulon. Uh, only a few weeks ago at the Rico. I'll tell you what, we'll get into the rugby in just a minute because there's a couple of tweets we just got to deal with from last week that people have sent in. So thank you very much, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and this one from Tinks says, Congratulations, boys, on the most metrosexual podcast ever recorded. <laughs> Pleasure is all ours. Uh, he was particularly <laughs> a fan of the um, chat about leotards, hair, handsome chaps, and uh, all the rest of it. Well I, think we can, well, I think we can do some more of that this week, I reckon. Yeah, see why not? We do it every week, don't we? Well, I, th- I think <laughs> so. Why change a winning, a winning formula? <laughs> um, and also, lots of people pointing out some people we missed out of our hair 15, so we came up with a team inspired by Andy Goode's new lid. His skullet is gone, and he's got himself the front of his head done up. Uh, so thank you very much for um, your suggestions for the hair 15. We missed Ashley Johnson. How do we miss him? Uh, West Rober and Russ both pointing that out. Uh, also, Kevin Wu said you missed Khan Foto Ali as a possible scrum half. So we struggled with scrum half, but he had that, those Afro cornrows. Uh, in terms of scrum half, John Pulley said, what about Isaac Boss's dreadlock and mullet combo back in the day? <laughs> that was particularly And good. scrum hat as well. Oh, yeah, and scrum cat. Don't what was, and Peter Griffin, the, Peter Griffin, the, the, the Italian. The Italian Kiwi with the dreadlocks as yeah. well. Do you know what I'm watching for? As we're, literally, as we're recording. My friend uh, Lee put me on this. An hour-long documentary called The Real Mike Phillips. Oh, wow. (laughs) It is the oddest thing. It's not like the man is a 
Yeah, he is an icon. He's he's our icon for sure. <laughs> but it's not like he is a national hero. But for some reason, BBC Wales have done a documentary called The Real Mike Phillips, and it's fascinating because The Real Mike Phillips doesn't even go out. You know, on yeah, on the not, last every Friday, Saturday. I'm not having this. I was just going to say, you've been watching that for about five, ten minutes. I have not seen a single picture of any of a nightclub of it anywhere. All does, according to this documentary, is work with disabled children. He's a <laughs> he is a lovely man. He raises lots of money too. Oh, he's a good guy. Big, sexy, obviously, bowing out of international rugby, but part of an incredible backline that absolutely dominated uh, Northampton in that match for Rusty Metro. And by the way, is that is that, is that the most handsome? rugby match or sporting occasion ever with Mike Phillips and Dan Carter and then you had who else Foden. did you have? Ben Foden he's not handsome I think and Victor Matfield with his flowing oh, locks yeah. I, I don't know about handsomeness but <laughs> I hope this is true allegedly Mike Phillips messaged Dan Carter before he arrived saying something along the lines from the best scrum half in the world to the best ten in the world welcome <laughs> well, Nick Mullins for BT Sport um, said that before the game Mike Phillips was asked you know you're excited about playing with Dan Carter and Mike Phillips' response was oh I think he's I think he's more excited about playing with me <laughs> rightly so as well here, here. <laughs> so coming up on this podcast we have got a festive 15 we are going to be obviously looking at the European Cup rugby got a quiz we've got a quiz that Phil's prepared for us and yeah and, and much more besides Let's, let's go, because we always have this debate, where shall we start? And we always end up saying, chronologically. So why don't we do it by the first game and end with the last game? Well, we could just spend the whole hour of this pod talking about Ulster and how wonderful they are. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> week. What it's like to be an Ulster fan. Yeah, well. Soft them. This week has cost me a lot of money. That's <laughs> what that way. Why is that? Well, because every bet I put on basically has not come off except for one. But I thought Toulouse would go into Ulster and beat them by about thirteen points. It's, it's not even it's not even winning. It's the the margin, the manner, the total dominance. That was the most surprising thing to nil. They weren't even that nil dominant. To I mean, that sounds like a stupid thing to say. They weren't that. They really weren't that that dominant up front. It was kind of fifty fifty. But the big difference was Toulouse do not know what to do do with the rugby ball. I mean, they literally yeah. have no idea. It was the strangest thing. It would go out to the backs. And you've got two playmakers. They literally have no idea. They literally... No, th- I think that is, a, <laughs> that is literally a good use of literally. Well, it's an unnecessary use because you're not going to confuse it with, like, uh, a metaphoric no idea. Maybe, yes, maybe. There's no confusion, so it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, but it is Rather true. than wholly incorrect. They would pass it to McAllister. McAllister would plant his feet. He wouldn't go forward, sideways. He'd literally plant his feet. Uh, <laughs> literally plant his feet. Yeah. Literally He's definitely his feet. not lin- literally planting his feet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was reminiscent of Neil Jenkins in his prime. <laughs> and he just wing this pass to uh, Flood, who would then wing another one. And by the time they'd done that, the Ulster defence was all over them. It's because they were so deep as well. They weren't, like you say, they weren't taking the ball forward. They weren't attacking at pace, but they were so deep. Are we talking about Mike Phillips' documentary here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, but um, Ulster then applied the pressure. Mm. So they were sitting very deep and getting way behind the game line. And Ulster's defence and the, the speed of their defence was superb. And Pienaar. Oh, Pienaar, wow. Wow. He's kicking, controlling the game. Um, just his decision making was kick, superb. He, I don't know if you saw the kick, Tim. Did yeah, the crossfield kick, oh, amazing. Luke yeah. Marshall, magnificent. Yeah, absolutely I, magnificent. You thought he'd messed up because he picked it up and he was looking around and there wasn't really anything on, and then just dropped it onto his left foot. Uh, 
Dinged it over. 50-yard, pinpoint accurate crossfield kick. Uh, you, you, must, you must have been very pride, Phil. Very so pride. Proud. So proud. It's a, it's a loser a joke. They're an absolute <laughs> joke. Once Pickamalls goes, I don't know exactly what... The, I have no idea what, what they'll do. Um, and their backs simply don't know what don't know how to play rugby. In fact, this isn't just Toulouse. It's all of these French teams. They have no idea about attacking rugby. Toulon. Marlon is looking for contact every time he gets the ball. Yeah. Toulon did look devoid of ideas, really, didn't they? Yeah, and the Exeter performance to come from two tries down and then just be completely dominant. I mean, the, have you seen the, the stats? Nope. Um, second second half territory for Clermont. Let me just get it up. Come on then, here we go. The stat man is in business. Oh, do you remember that Scat Man song? We should get we should like <laughs> remix that for Stat Man for Phil. Ah. Second half territory yeah. was ninety two Exeter, eight Claremont. What? I, I did see another stat <laughs> that we got tweeted by Will Parslow uh, to at Rugby Podcast who said Exeter Chiefs in the game made only 38 tackles. I think that figure has actually been revised down to 33. Really? <laughs> and Claremont made 198. Yeah. Which tells you a lot. I mean, if you were. I, I remember seeing Exeter in the championship at the county ground as it was before they moved to Sandy Park. If you're a long standing Exeter Chiefs fan, you must just be pinching yourself. At what they're doing, yes, it's incredible. To the extent that ble- bless him, uh, this is what I like about um, Jacques Berger. He goes out and puts his body on the line as a player, and then after, and then he watched the Exeter game and he tweeted, "It's not, it's not normally the customary thing to do to uh, praise your opposition, but Exeter looked world class this year." I thought it was a really nice touch for Jack yeah. Berger to. Uh, well, to he's tweet. got to lose now. I mean, he's you know, that's pretty. <laughs> he doesn't need a new contract. Next he can year. say whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's, they're just getting better and better. I actually think another part of this story is not necessarily how well the English teams are playing, but basically how bad the French teams are, mm. are faring. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Arguably, it's like the, the quality of Exeter's play versus the awfulness of Exeter's European stash as well. <laughs> That's a weird little uh, issue why we got. Every, every team with the name Chiefs in it feel it's necessary <laughs> to vandalise their kits with tribal markings, unnecessary tribal markings. <laughs> and I tell you what, this this is the plague. This this, this curse also inflicts Exeter, the, well, the known, well known well um, known colony of native Devonian Indians. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, as we well know, the Navajo tribe uh, from Exeter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tomahawk chop. Come on. Why, why do they name, see Exeter down in? What, what, are they in Devon? Devon, Devon right? Yeah. Oh no, I, I was going to say you could you know, do something with mines and tin, but that's Cornwall, so they don't. It doesn't count. Exeter what, Tin Men. What would what would they do in Devon? Something to do cream? Uh well no, I think I think the Devon Cornwall thing, they both have cream teas with clotted cream, but it's just like Devon put it's one way round or the other, I don't know which, but Devon put uh jam on top I've and, heard this, and Cornwall yeah. put cream on top, or or the other way round, whichever way it is. Oh, so it goes scone jam, jam cream, cream or was... scone cream jam. God, if you Argue don't mess that. up! Don't don't mess that up! <laughs> don't mess that up! I wouldn't argue with any of them. They've got all those all those Devon and Cornwall farmers forearms. Exactly. You would not mess. <laughs> you would not mess. Uh, but no, fantastic, fantastic to see that result. Um, and on on that one, we got a message from uh, an Exeter Chiefs fan, somebody who works behind the scenes for Exeter Chiefs, and he let us know that Eddie Butler was in the press room, 
and oh. tweeted us to at Rugby Podcast to say, uh, oh, that means we've got uh, Scott Spadine is here. <laughs> and then he just started doing all the players as Eddie, Eddie Butler would have said them. <laughs> David, David Stratel, <laughs> etc. <laughs> Stratel. Oh, I can't wait for Six Nations. Just for Eddie Butler's French pronunciation. Uh, Eddie Butler has some really nice things to say about Mike Phillips on the documentary as well. Does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, but cool. just before we leave the Exeter thing, interesting seeing Jack Knoll at 13 as well. Yes, interesting. And he did, they he have, they he have did done well. this before. But, he's, but we've talked about this before, how when you look at Australia, particularly Australia, they have those kind of interchangeable, just players that are skillful enough to slot in in different positions because they can read the game well, they have that intelli- rugby intelligence. And we've been saying that England don't have many of those players but in Henry Slade and Jack Knoll Exeter Chiefs and England have got two really good ones uh, I'm going to disagree with you there 15 wing and now he's shown up well against Claremont now outside centre yeah I don't think he's a long term solution for anyone at no I'm not, I'm not suggesting he is but it's, it's good is, to have those Slade is genuinely good across the board yeah I think yeah. Knoll you've got a slightly different proposition there well I think basically with, with Henry Slade and Jack Knoll you cover every position in, you cover all seven positions yeah. to a really to an international standard uh, would you not potential, well, yeah. well no, to, good, to, to good a club standard? Yeah, to a good club maybe, standard. Maybe not international. Well, if, yeah. if you want a outside centre, a, a, a Noel two point you look at Elliot Daly. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's at because he could cover the wing very competently or fullback or outside centre. JJ JJ has played internationally on the wing. Yeah, he's covered it. Would you trust him at fullback? No, no. Right. no, no, no. But to, you've got Anthony Watson at fullback. Tomorrow we've got tomorrow England are playing Scotland, and all you've seen is what we've seen so far. Who do you pick as your outside centre for England? JJ. Uh, I would have to go with Elliot Daly. Would you? Yeah. On form, I'd go Daly. But only because JJ's been injured. He's ask, only, he's only yeah. had two games back this. Yeah, I mean, ask me next week, season. and I might go with JJ because yeah. I've got two head-to-heads, and yeah. arguably Daly did better today. But but how again, Barrett? Twelve trees, Burgess. Oh, oh God! It just makes me so angry. I was I was watching the Gloucester game last week when Gloucester beat someone for a change because it's their year. And <laughs> is this the one where Gloucester beat Gloucester? Oh yeah, oh, yeah Gloucester yeah, beat Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, yeah the BBC that, Sport that website had the result. It was, it was a sale. They beat sale. Gloucester versus Gloucester. And they were raving about uh, the skill sets of the halfbacks uh, and the inside centre. By the way, Hook and, tw- and Twelve Trees are the most Oh, the most overrated pair and the biggest weakness in in in, um, in, in, in Gloucester's team. The commentator was uh, praising Hook's skills as he threw a bounce pass to the wing. <laughs> is that Quite, bounce pass? Yeah. Oh, so it's it's, it's awesome. very difficult to oh. execute a, a proper bounce pass. Oh, yeah. I mean, and if you bounce it as well, it gives you the extra bit of length. It's <laughs> very <laughs> useful. <laughs> it's like skimming stones. Exactly right. <laughs> so what, what, what game's up next then? Well, we could talk briefly about Glasgow Scarlet's. Uh, Glasgow comfortably won 43-6 I think Scarlet's rested a few people mm. the most interesting talking point was the Nairavoro uh, hat-trick uh, JB's just getting a sound effect ready yep, just, yep, yep. just for a moment so, like <laughs> so that's Glasgow Scarlet's um, Treviso got thumped by Stade Francais yeah. as expected uh, with Parise running a try that you, Glasgow Warriors Scarlet's game I mean, that's really disappointing. But I think Scarlet's rested a few players. Well, I mean, we're halfway through the, through the fixtures now. You would expect something better from Scarlet. Specifically as everyone raves about what wonderful rugby they play. And they, well, they, at the start of the season, they came out of the traps like nobody's yeah. business. But they, they're still going 
strong in the Pro 12, mm. but they'd already played two lost to against yeah. Northampton and Racing in European Champions Cup. So I can understand why they rest a few players and push for the league. Why, mm. why not? I, do, I just feel for the Scarlet's fans because knowing that the only thing you have to look forward to is the Pro 12 is a horrible <laughs> feeling. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> okay, we've touched on it briefly before Racing Northampton. Yeah, and what man of the match introduction for Din Kada. Yes. Did he get man of the match? Yeah, he did. and he just <sighs> bossed it. Just bossed it. Just, just class. Yeah. yeah, effortless. We and talked about it in the World Cup. It's just he yeah. he just has time, makes great decisions, never looks phased. Yeah, it's just incredible to watch. Thing is, though, have Northampton ever done well against Racing? This seems to be <laughs> a fixture which comes up year in, year out, and they keep on getting spanked by Racing. Yeah, I mean, Jamie Roberts had a field day uh, last time that they met. Mm. Yeah, last season it was something like forty odd six. Yeah, in Northampton at Franklin's Gardens. Talk, talking of Jamie Roberts, did anyone bother watching the Varsity? I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, he lost. He, he came off, came off at halftime, didn't he? Well, yeah. on his first carry, he knocked out the, as in not you know unconscious, but he removed his opposite number from the game, who was the captain. Uh, but then did he like, try and tackle his jaw? Yes, exactly right. <laughs> uh, and then he went off with the dead leg, and he constantly made three yards, just just as I said. <laughs> uh, he had some absolute horrors though. He turned the ball over a couple of times. He threw the ball on the floor one, uh, once or twice. wasn't wasn't a sterling effort. I wouldn't mind betting that. Um, Oh no, he wouldn't have been able to because of the game. But Mike Phillips would have loved to have been there for the after for the after game bans <laughs> with all the yeah, students. I'm, I'm not entirely sure Mike Phillips would have the grades to get into that team. Not <laughs> no, he's touch just, and go, isn't it? He'd just go along to the social afterwards. Yeah, yeah. never someone like, like when you had a mate that would come and visit you at uni. Yeah. That's, that's that. That'd be Mike Phillips just <laughs> going right, to right, see Jamie Roberts. Right, <laughs> Big Mike's crashing on Jamie's floor again. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday night social. Uh, oh, sorry. I've got to, I've got to mention this tweet because we've we've already talked about uh, Ulster, but uh, just to dart back to it briefly, oh, Matt, yeah, go Matt, on, we can talk about Ulster some more. Uh, Matt Merritt on the Twitter got in touch at Rugby Podcast. You can get in touch, and he said, "How long you have ruined watching Ulster? Now I keep giggling every time Les Kiss is mentioned <laughs> during a broadcast." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, if, if you want to know what that's about, then it might have had something to do with uh, an adult 15 that we came up with, <laughs> adult movie 15 we came up with somewhat, some time ago. Yeah, he's doing a good job, though. He is. He does look he very is. thoughtful with his like glasses and his kind of um, his, his little intellectual goatee beard. Well, it's like Checker. He always looked thoughtful. He's like a hit the hips. Do you reckon coach. they both look like they pick their teams in Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> Write it on the back, a little space on the back of the Observer. Exactly right. Yeah. Ter- terrible paper. Oh, great paper. <laughs> Terrible paper, Tim. Like let's, let's not get into our, our paper preferences. I'm, I'm sure they're very different. <laughs> Actually, let's get into this. This is, um, this is something which is broadly relevant. Which way will you be voting for Sports Personality of the Year this year? Well, the word personality in it means that... It's you, such a stupid competition. It means you can't give it to Andy Murray. Yeah. <laughs> um, ironically, Lee Halfpenny's that would be won ironic. it in, in, in the past, though. Lee Halfpenny's won I'm it. I'm sure Lee Halfpenny's won it. Yeah, did he not win it the Lions, Lions year? yeah. Did he really? Yeah. Kev Sinfield's up for it. So, obviously, you know, I'd, like, I'd like to see Sir Kev. Yeah. R- rugby union player, Kevin Sinfield. Yep. Yeah, rugby union player. Um, that's where everyone knows him from. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surely that's why he's nominated his yeah. three ten-minute appearances for Yorkshire Carnegie. Uh, I just right. So <laughs> Tyson Fury will clearly be getting my votes, <laughs> not because I like him, not because of any. Other, just, Fury's not his surname, is it? There's no way that's his yeah, surname. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his wife's called no, Paris Fury. Rubbish. 
it just it, it, it just annoys me. So I'll be voting just to uh, just to get under the skin of all of those Guardian readers. But it's kind of like saying, well, it, it's not surprising that a Fury or someone someone like that doesn't really know what's acceptable on the, for instance, Guardian uh, comment section because he spends all his time hitting bags. This is why personality is so unnecessary. Most people don't have personality. Wow. The Halfpenny doesn't have personality. Andy Murray I doesn't see have what, I don't see what the Observer or Guardian message forum's got to do with oh, be Ty- Tyson Gay being... Tyson uh, Fury. Being, oh, Tyson Fury being bigoted but the thing is Tyson Fury doesn't even know the only thing Tyson Fury knows about is Ig- ignorance is no de- ignorance is no de- ignorance is no defence in my in, in my opinion I certainly wouldn't celebrate him um, well, as much as anything you take you take all the stuff off out of the boxing ring out of it was the, one of the worst fights I've ever watched he looked like an amateur um, try, and he still well, won the world championship yeah. but anyway uh, moving on next match yes go on Phil um, oh, by the way, Zarzeski is retired from international rugby now, so that's oh. international rugby's got even less sexy. Oh no! What's going to be left? <sighs> Just a, a, a wasteland. Don't worry, Sergio Parisi has got at least one more World Cup in him. Yeah. You reckon? And Sunny, Sunny, and Sunny Bill, when he's done with his sevens, he'll be back. Yeah, once he's got his uh, gold medal. Yeah. What what games up next, Phil? Osprey's Bordeaux, uh, nineteen sixteen. With all 19 points for Ospreys being scored by Dan Bigger. We called that win, didn't we? Uh, I didn't, I don't think. I, I can't remember. I've been wrong on everything. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe no, no, one we, out of we called it. We called an Ospreys win. <laughs> we called an Ospreys home win. Dan Bigger, world's best fly half. And Bordeaux's stash is right up there with the best stash around as well. So it was a yeah, good stash. I, like I don't like the stash. No, I I've got like to, to disagree there. And then the final game for Saturday, before I think we take a little break and do something else, yeah, or talk about something else, was Munster Leicester yes. Tigers, this which we did re- call. Yes, really we did. entertaining game, we did call it. And we said exactly this, it'd be a rather large win for Leicester, and I think Munster got two, one or two years rebuilding at least before they're a good team again. And Dan Cole got his own back on uh, the referee, beautifully, Roman didn't he? Yeah. Lovely Bump- nudge he gave him. Bumped him out of the way. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, the... Mooge did that to maybe it might be Nigel Owens. It was he was t- he yeah. spoke about it the other week on yeah. his. Uh, we we listened to it. Did he get cited for it? Yeah, he got cited got, for yeah, it. Yeah, I think he got a, a quite a big ban. Yeah, five, five weeks or something. But, but there's a lot of people suggesting Dan Coles was deliberate. But I'm, I'm not having uh, that. I'm not. Sure. I think it was just clumsy. When you're that big, and <laughs> you, you like you only have to tap him and he went flying, yeah. but. It didn't affect the try being scored. We had or the, the result. We had the yep. oddest referee the, uh, this weekend. The, I'm not going to say any names or or what the fixture was. I'm not going to say if it's first team or second well, team. Well, no, it, and it's not necessarily brought in part. You were just aware of a referee somewhere. Yes, in, exactly. In, in the world, who was very odd. So tell us about this odd, <laughs> nondescript well, referee. I was talking to one of the opposition players in um, in the warm up. Uh, yeah, I, I like to chat uh, uh, chat to the opposition frequently. Well, anything to stop you actually having to do any work. Yeah. So, um, oh no, no, this is in the warm up. No, on on that briefly, you you were with me on this one when we played together. I always thought we did too much work in the warm up. Oh yeah, we do a ton like, of it. I was absolutely battered by the end of the warm up. <laughs> yeah. um, well, the referee approached one, one of their players before the game and was bragging that he gives on, gives out on average two yellow cards a game. That was that was that was that's his a, brag. That's a brag. Yep. And then he introduces introduced himself and let's say he was called Kevin. He goes, hi, uh, my name uh, my name's Kevin, nice to meet you all. I only want to be called Sir from now on. Which I thought was a very, unu- very uh, unusual move. 
Yeah. Isn't so kind of one of the things which is that you give just out of respect rather than yeah, enforced? You, you, you kind of... It, it, it's right that that's what you should be called, but... Mm. Yeah, demanding it instantly makes you think... It is weird. Yeah. And, and last week we, yeah. we had a ref. He kept on penalising our prop, and our prop is very, very good. So I called the, refer- the ref aside, and I informed this referee that our prop was actually the RFU model of good scrummaging. And if you go on YouTube, you can find videos of our prop Donald um, <laughs> modelling good technique. Is that a lie? It's a complete yes. lie. It's a complete lie. We didn't have a penalty go against us for the rest of the afternoon. That's an outrage. <laughs> very good. Well, uh, refs, are, refs at our level are very easily manipulated, let's say. Nothing, you know, a nice cup of coffee at half-time mm. or, you know, an apple in the changing room can't, can't, uh, yeah. can't put right. So. Mind games. Mental warfare street, from JB. Streetwise, just just being uh, streetwise. Leicester, just again, you still look at their team sheet, and there's still areas where you go, you're just a squad player, you're you're nothing amazing, and yet the collective is just doing things. Yes, yeah, very much so, uh, and the the strength of that pack is superb, and will will win so many games in this difficult part of the season. Um, so they they've really impressed me this year. They are going well, aren't they? Yeah, they're going very well. I'm going to have, and it's a cliche, but it's almost a little bit under the radar. I'm not talking about them. I'm not aware of many of their superstars. I don't think they have any. Well, no, exactly. Yeah, they're just grinding out results. Well, they have superstars in their front row. Yeah. Really? They have a proper, genuine international front row. Ayotza, sure. Ayotza, and then Youngs and Cole. Kitchener and Slater. I I really rate both of those. Um, Well, uh, that's Ali Williams, what I'm talking about. The, the the other second row that was there, Thorn, Brad uh, Thorn was raving about Kitchener. He thinks he's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. In other news, I have heard that Kitchener's actually fallen out with uh, Cockers. But so watch his space for that. Hmm. What's your source there? Or can you not reveal? Can't reveal. Ah, interesting. <laughs> okay. It's not like Cockers to fall out with anyone, is it? No, I thought it's very unusual. Very yeah, unusual. Kitchener must have really been out of order there. Yeah, definitely. Oh no! It looks like um, Benjamin's still injured. Yeah, no Benjamin yet. I know, just imagine how good they'll be when Benjamin's back. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You mentioned France and their teams are struggling. Irish teams, you know, Ulster's performance aside, generally. Yeah. Why do we we suppose this is? Um, (sighs) There shouldn't still be any hangover from the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about it previously, about the Pro 12, that... It's now more competitive because everyone's got to take it more seriously all of the time because you've got to qualify for the European Champions Cup. So normally they would rest all their players before the European Cup game. Right, just just and just, just for a second, let me st- let me let me be devil's advocate and step away. Actually, maybe the World Cup does have, have an issue because if you think about the, the the proportion of each squad, I mean, I know Ulster only have a couple of players. Mm. And your man uh, McCloskey, McCloskey looked. Uh, McCloskey, M- McCloskey looks, yeah, looks really looks good. Very good. He's uh, not, not even been close to Ireland. I know yet. he hasn't even been close yet. But anyway, the proportion of Leinster and Munster who get, it, who were involved in the World Cup is much much higher than any English team. Yeah, Leinster. The proportion, Leinster, I, massively. I completely. And, and if, if you think if you think that each of those players for the last couple of years at least maybe even four years have been focused on this one moment in their career and in their life and everything, and. and even if you, you know you're professionals and you get on with it, like that's got to have. There's got to be a hangover from that. It's overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, because it's not at the World Cup. You are right. The hangover's gone. But what about the hangover from the training camps and the build-up and the emotional build-up for two years? Yeah. And, the, and last year's campaign. Mental, campaign. mental, not physical. But yeah. Look, 
just talking about Ulster here, the injuries from the World Cup are still affecting them. Like, Ulster have got Tommy Bowe, Jared Payne and Ian Henderson, three international players who are all out injured, and mm. they're three of Ulster's best players. Um, and the same is true. Imagine of what they'd have done to Toulouse with their, with a their oh, full team. It'd be a hundred at least, uh, easy minimum with Henderson playing. Yeah, and Tommy Bow running in from every everywhere. Right, we'll go through the rest of the European Champions Cup games and look ahead to this next weekend of European matchups in a little bit. But uh, we've got a couple of things to do. What do you want to do first? Phil? Festive fifteen. Oh, festive fifteen. Okay, <laughs> J- JB's reaching for his phone. Yeah, let's see if I can find some festive music. Actually, what about that Home Alone theme? That was quite good. Yeah, I quite like that. Um, so yes, so as, as Christmas is approaching, on last podcast we had some wonderful Stalin that Phil baked. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how can we step up a notch from that? Well, we thought, right, what about a, a festive fifteen? So um, again, just like with the hair fifteen, we're bound to miss people, but we're going to try and come up with a, a fifteen of players who uh, who would be suitable for the festive season. Oh yeah, uh... we've we got any music? Home Alone theme. That's there we go there right go. festive 15 starting in the front row what you got uh, have you got anything Tim uh, wasn't there a, a, a guy who played for a Welsh prophet, a Welsh team who was a Canadian international is that Rod Snow and I've got Rod Snow as well yes <laughs> uh, and also I think I like this one right Scrooge is a well known Christmas character oh yes and we know someone based in the northwest now whose nickname is Mooj so Brian Scroogearty oh okay <laughs> <laughs> I've got my other proppers Rudolf Str- Strolly the old uh, prop and coach of South Africa. Rudolf Strauli, uh, Rod Snow, and Brian Scroogearty. Pick two of them, Phil. Uh, I like Scroogearty. Like Scroog- <laughs> uh, Rudolf and Scroogearty. Yeah, have. let's go for that. Oh, there's Dan Cole as well. We could have had. Oh. Change, change the spelling of Cole. Uh, oh, we'll just love them. We'll put two on the bench. And there you go. My hooker is Phil Kringle. <laughs> Where does Phil Kringle play? He's under 19s Isle of Man hooker. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Unless you can do better at Rugby Podcast, you can tweet. Uh, right, second row. Uh, I've got Jesus Ricardo Nunes. Who does he play for? Portugal. Uh, he plays for Spain. Okay. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him though. Uh, no, he doesn't even have a club. But he does. He, he does. <laughs> he does play for Spain. What uh, about Christian Day? Because Christmas is obviously the most. Oh, very good. Gee, I love that. The most yeah. Christian. Day. And if if I wanted to keep it in the family, I could go Saint Nick Rouse. Ah, uh, yes. I was, <laughs> in the second row. <laughs> uh, well, the other one I've got is Gasper because obviously Gasper is one of the name of the, names of the wise men. Gasper, is it? Yeah, Gasper. Oh, I didn't know that. Gasper Tan. Gasper Tan. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's captain of the Singapore rugby team. JB's oh, <laughs> gone deep on this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right into the back row then. Uh, do you want to go with six or seven first? Oh, give, me, um, you, six. give me a six. Let's go in. Uh, Chris, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Robshaw. We need a donkey, yeah. Uh, banter oh. watch out hashtag bads <laughs> absolute banter flying around already yep uh, I'm struggling we'll come back to that right okay well I've put Jesus' dad at nine Mike Phillips <laughs> <laughs> um, you could also put Ryan Lamb there uh, Ryan Lamb could move into nine if, why if would Ryan be. Lamb be there oh, uh, Shepherds yeah, yeah of course oh there's got to be a player called Shepherd there is uh, Cameron Shepard, Cameron Cameron Shepherd, yeah. Wing your 15, Australia. Yeah. And then outside him at 12, Henry Slay. Oh, come on, you can do better Slade. than that. There's an obvious one. Henry Slay. Slade. Yeah. Slade. Or you could have like Slade, like. Like the band. Mary, yeah. like the band. Or yeah. Slay ED. 
So we yes. Slayed yes. Into the village. Uh, you could also have. Well, um, slayed a dragon. You could also have. No, that'd be a y e d. Uh, okay. A 10-12 combo could be. Bells, the bells. Oh, nice. Tom, Tommy, and Chris Bell. Bell. Chris Bell. I, I like, I like the bells. Yeah, but that's there's good. an obvious one you've all missed. What? Jonathan Joseph. Benoit Babby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. And Jonathan Joseph's a great Jonathan shot. Joseph, I, I, I my team. Yeah. Um, on the wing. On George, the wings. George North Pole. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, Greenland. Should, should and. See. Jack Noel. Jack Noel is exactly <laughs> what I've got. And on my other wing, I've got Gabriel. Um, this is another Ab- Spanish player. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel Ab- Abitoji. Uh, he's a 17 year old wing who plays at Harlequins. Gabriel. 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 Sorry, Gabriel. Gabriel. Which is, which With is good. Cameron Shepard at full I, back. Cameron Shepard as well. Doesn't I, think we could, I, I think you can do better than that. I think, uh, I think uh, we yes. need, I think we need oh, come to, on, come on. I think we need to overhaul that for next week. And, no, I've got, and I'm, once we've got some good tweets in for, for a festive 15 at rugby podcast on Twitter, there's some good ones there. Like I think like Gaspar Tan is excellent. Yeah. Like Brian, Brian Scrooge is getting in and so is like Jack Noel. Yeah. And look, I've got a Gabriel, I've got an angel, oh, I've got a Jesus. You, you could have had and Billy, I've got a Gasper. You could have had Billy 12 trees as well. Yeah. Trees, Christmas tree. Oh, I don't know. But Billy, Billy, twelve Christmas trees. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, there's some, there's some that are strong there. George North Pole will probably make it into the team. <laughs> but um, Noel, Jack Noel, Jack definitely. Noel will definitely get into the team. I've literally googled every one of the reindeer's names. I was praying for like a Rob Prancer from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Prancer <laughs> will be a great name I love for how, I love, an outside back Dave Prancer tired prop I love how much research <laughs> Jay does for this like when he came up with Jack Gash who played for no that was, that was me and that was Phil he it's came up with Jack Gash that, that Jay actually does some research for one of these 15 I don't need research for an opinion none of this <laughs> <laughs> alright you can help us with that at Rugby Podcast on Twitter now we'll get back to the rugby um, in fact I'll tell you what let's do a couple more let's rattle through a, a couple more games and then we'll go. Then we'll do your quiz Phil okay Okay, so on to today's game, Sunday's games. First match, Oyana got spanked by Saracens. I love Saracens. I'm a full... Oh, Jay, 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 sound effects. Saracens. Oh, 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 no, panic. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's that one. (laughs) That's a different... (laughs) Malfunctioning. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you love Saracens. I am a fully paid-up member of the Saracens fan club. I absolutely love them now. This is the future of rugby. In fact, the, the future is now. It is. It is in Saracens. And I tell you what, if England sign up Paul Gustard like they are allegedly supposed to, the rest of the world should be terrified. And former Saracens captain Steve Borthwick looks like he's on board, and he's going to be like the administ- coach, coach administrator or something like that. So he'll basically be the kind of vice captain for Eddie Jones yeah. and. And probably, I, I wouldn't mind betting, has a big part in recruiting the coaches from English rugby. Yes, uh, completely. Because Eddie Jones seems to trust him. We'll have a big part in the line-out. And oh, for sure. Getting a functioning line-out. Oh, yes. So, uh, Saracens, there was a lot of negativity last week about... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Saracen's performance. Yeah, we got, um, we got quite a bit of, quite a few tweets and messages in the week from people who were saying, well, having heard us be very complimentary about Saracens and how ruthlessly efficient they are and how they play a great game, a simple game in the sense of they play territory first and then they let the ball do the work. Um, there's a lot of people that have pointed out other podcasts and other publications and stuff who have been very critical of Saracens. Yeah, well, I think unfairly. Yeah. I had to reconsider. I mean, I, now I am a fully, a fully paid up member of the Borg. Because um, <laughs> I thought maybe I am being a little bit biased and maybe it is a bit of hyperbole. Because I did tweet at half time last week that the performance from Saracens just simply wasn't good enough. But then revisiting that, it's probably more to do with the fact that if you're going to beat Saracens, the one thing you can't do is play rugby. You can't, having the ball against Saracens is lethal because you'll get turned over or you'll, you'll just go through your phases and you'll get battered. So the only thing to do is kick it, kick it away have line-outs, collapse scrums, literally play no rugby and hope, 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 hope that you're in it within the last 10 minutes, almost like Argentina uh, two or three World Cups ago. I think that's the only way that you really have a, fit, a consistent chance, chance of beating Saracens, unless you... I think it's a lot more young. simple than that. I think what Saracens deny you is the gain line. And yes, it's, that, right. that's, that's the basic rugby function. And it's what you've noticed with Northampton. Samu Manoa is, is not there and they're struggling and Luther Burrell's not firing... And they're struggling to... And those were the two players last year who got Northampton over the gain line. That's why they finished top in the regular season. You, yeah. you deny a team the gain line, they can't, you can't play attacking rugby. And that's what Saracens do so well because they're so organised and so regimented and they've, everyone trusts the man inside it and outside like, them. It feels like they have to watch... It feels like they have to absorb about two, three, four phases of your attacking rugby then they adjust their defence to take into account what you've done mm. and then they're off the line and then they're off the line. Otoji carries around a tiny little um, uh, microphone glass just so he can inspect the ruck from a bit of a distance <laughs> and then they're off the line and the line speed is incredible. Yeah, and I, I, that whole, the whole ethos of, yeah, we've got uh, three sevens. None of them are international class anymore. They're certainly not the the best in, in the league, but they're interchangeable. Jackson Ray is the best worst player in the league. <laughs> and that's not to be rude to Jackson Ray. He's yeah. fantastic when he, when he comes on. It was pointed out on BT Sport that the difference in Bath this week uh, during that game, and probably the reason they beat Wasps, was that very Saracens-esque. They had great line speed and a very organised defensive mm-hmm. line which denied Wasps the gain line which Nathan Hughes has been busting over all season and if anyone says they don't know, how, uh, don't know how to attack watch them in the final third of the pitch they know but they also know you can't oh. do that all game because you would be dead on your feet uh, yeah and, and you, you look at Bath's woes this season up until today and they've been forcing it and not being patient and, and just playing rugby in the wrong part of the playing rugby in the wrong part of the pitch throwing 50-50s and yeah, you come a cropper, and it's not that that. And I just think criticism of Saracens for being like that is, is wrong. And some some of those tries were absolutely superb, like Good and Ashton and Farrell. The way Farrell is running at the moment, and the 
the decision making, when to run, when to pass, when to kick, is yeah. just superb. Mm. Uh, next up was very underwhelming game, Toulon Leinster. Really disappointing. Um, uh, Leinster weren't going to offer much anyway. They've had a miserable European campaign. Um, as for Toulon, uh, what is what is the game plan here? Uh, they just look pretty stale. They they looked like they were relying on those their big forwards and their big centres to get them over the game line, but they never quite got it, and so they never got that front foot ball. So they never got yeah, the, the speed of the the attack, and it just looked a bit sluggish and a bit out of sorts. It felt to me but, as if the Lens- they, they won. They they won comfortably in the end. Well, it felt to me as if the Leinster team struggled with their big carriers um, further up the field when they were dropping back, protecting from the kick. When they got into the 22, it felt very, very easy for them. You know, uh, there was no point uh, did did they move the ball wide. Mar Mar uh, Mar who were raving about what a wonderful player he is, of course he's a wonderful player. He was just running it straight back into contact over and over again. Yeah, it, it, it it's like buying it's like buying a Ferrari and to- and, and and towing a caravan. Uh, <laughs> I, it, Joe uh, Enigmatroid on Twitter, long time follower and tweeter uh, at Rugby Podcast, you can get in touch with us. Said, imagine if Bastaro could run, kick, and pass, he would be Mar Nonu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bastaro gets so so much banter, but I think he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's awesome. I don't know if this wins you games in the top 14, but it's absolutely miserable to watch. It does win you games in the top 14 because it's just attritional warfare. Um, but Toulon, we've said it before, they've been up and down a little bit this season. They will still come good in the end. Don't, Do you, don't you worry about that. Yeah. Let's. Uh, how many more games have we got? Uh, one Last, more. Oh, well... Do the one more. Finish this game. off Finish this game off. Then, then we can, we can then do, we'll do the quiz. Then we can. Then we can get on with next week's games. Yes, yeah. like it. Oh, oh, JB's on the phone. Hello. JB's on the phone. JB's on the phone. Oh hi. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Not co- yet. I've just got it on record. I'll be watching it. Uh, I'll be watching it very shortly. What do you reckon he's talking about, Phil? I've got no idea. He, he answered Pearson Legal, which is the company he works for. Ah, on a sun- what do you think he's recording? Eight. Half eight on a Sunday night. What's, what's on half eight? I X Factor final, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is there something he's not telling us? I don't know. Oh, he's coming back down. Let's see what he's got to say for himself. Just go to all the boys and we'll start, yeah, start, start again. Sorry about that. I'll explain it in a second. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure if you can hear that, but that's that's JB using the facilities in the rugby dungeon <laughs> with the door open. <laughs> Come through, JB. Come on in, Jay. Sorry, if you have to carry on without me. Yeah, just Jay's doing his zip up there. Yeah, yep. You haven't done zip, you're flying low, mate. Don't worry about it. It's all, it'll, it'll be all, all rage in Paris by next year. Right. Everything all right? Yeah. So yeah, um, I had to take a phone call then. Right, so the interesting part about this phone call is I, is I write a little 300, piece word, uh, p- 300 word piece every week in a, uh, a publication called Saddleworth Independent, which must have a readership of five. And one of these five um, independents has ended up in Alaska, and I've got a client who has called me from Alaska just then, which is why I had to take, take the call, and they're flying over on the 28th to, to come and see me. So, uh, yeah, that, that's why I had to shoot up then. But it just shows... Lots of people read the Saddleworth Independent. So, from a newspaper article that you've written, 
you've got for for a little parochial backwater in Greater Manchester. From that, you've someone in Alaska has read it Correct. and got in touch. <laughs> exactly. So they were calling me off Skype and right. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. There you go. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Right. Well, so we were gonna, we were going to talk about wasps um, uh, losing at home and Bath getting a massively important win. We touched on it earlier. Um, that George Ford balls are still to finish it off, but. Um, Bath still had some problems. Their scrum was still getting getting pumped a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Max Laheef isn't great. Uh, he, he looks great. Yeah, he great looks guns. Great guns on him. I thought he came across as a tight head, but he's not. He never seemed big enough to be a tight head. Yeah, he looks more kind of. He, he's physically similar to Autorak. Well, in his shape. Well, it doesn't surprise you so much, does it, that he made a living in Australia scrimmaging? Yeah, so that makes sense. Very well, interesting game. L- Very London Irish. He's only in Australia for a year. Was it? But it makes sense. He was at London Irish before. It does that. make sense that. Which is where most that. most Bath players come from at some point. <laughs> ultimately, from London Irish East, uh, London Irish East, to London Irish West. Um, but yeah, do you reckon this is the turning out? There was a lot more positive things for Bath. The, the defence we talked about. The uh, they looked a bit more fluency in their backline. Yes, which would have been the most pleasing. And they were very very opportunistic. Um, the Jonathan Joseph try was just luck. It wasn't luck because you make your own luck, but it yeah. was fortuitous that that ball happened to pop out exactly where it was. And Bradley Davis needs needs to learn to ruck. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was it was lucky, but you make your own luck kind of thing. Mm. It was it was because of um, the Ellis tackle and then get into his feet and counter rucking and getting his feet and disrupting the ball and it just popped out so, so that, that pole's looking really delicately poised with Wasps on 10 points, Bath um, and Toulon are on 8 and 4 points but have played a game less so yeah, that's, right. that's, uh, that's going to be an interesting one and yeah. Bath you would have to favour at home anyway Can I just say, Pierce Howe is wonderful Here's yeah, how it is. One, those little little delicate steps he takes. He's such a good player. Yeah. And then he'll look he great has, in that Ulster kit next year when he feels. He's oh, not. He wonder, will never go to wonderful. Ulster. Wonderful. He'll be brilliant. He'll. He, he can't go. He won't go to Ulster. It's not going to happen. He Forget will. it. He'll be on the end of Ruin Pinar's crossfield kicks. Yes. Uh, and his congregation in church. Uh, this is this is quite funny. Ruin Pinar thanked God after he went on. Uh, There's quite a lot of that at the moment this this season. I've noticed. There's an awful lot of that. <laughs> I love the I love the notion that God likes Ruin Pinar more than he likes the uh, religiously devout Samoans who um, who play for uh, Toulouse. <laughs> Say Ruan, do that crossfield kick. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for my victory. Anyway, carry on. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I think we will move on. Yeah, um, nervous, nervous laughter from yeah, the other side of the n- table. Nervous giggle. Um, all right. Uh, so Phil has prepared a quiz for us before we get into... In fact, let's, no, let's, there's a couple more big stories from the week. Let's just okay. uh, just quickly touch on these. So uh, first one, Talupe Falatau has is signing for Bath next season. Yeah, nice way to stitch up the Dragons, this. Yeah, the uh, WRU has really stitched up the Dragons. So the, the story, Bath has wanted to sign him for a while. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to sign him this season and offered a £250,000 buyout to get him this season, which the Dragons wanted to take because £250,000 is a lot of money to the Dragons, but the WRU didn't want to let him go. Instead, they've let his contract expire, and Bath don't pay any transfer fee and just just take him away from from the Dragons. So the Dragons described it as the worst possible result 
which for them it is. It is. They lose their best player and they don't get the 200 it compensation. One and also, points. Warren Gatlin's got some decisions to make because he's only got a certain number of spots under Gatlin's law that he can give to yeah. players playing uh, outside yeah. of the Welsh regions in his Welsh team, unless he's going to change the rules just to accommodate the well, increased number of players elsewhere. Well, I think you missed the first elsewhere. rule of Gatlin's rules, or Gatlin's law, first law of Gatlin's laws. Gatlin can change his laws whenever he wants. Exactly. Yeah. So why have it? Why have this farce in the first place? Well, I don't think Gatlin's ever actually called it Gatlin's Law. I think this comes from like Wales Online or something. <laughs> it's, I can't imagine Gatlin ever having something called Gatlin's Law. No. He just does what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you know he's the highest paid, paid but, coach in the world? Is that right? Is he? No, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. Rugby coach. Yes, yes. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, not, he's not making more than Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Um, and also, do you know he spends half his time in New Zealand? Why not? <laughs> and well, not, the, not just because he's recuperating from broken feet well that's one of the reasons why he <laughs> couldn't be approached for England coach because England wouldn't let him have A they wouldn't pay him what, what, what they need to to get him off his contract oh, they would have paid him if, if he's who they wanted they would have paid him well they didn't want him and this is why because you need to be in England all, all of the time well, yeah that's a diff- that's different matter altogether yeah. um, th- there's another little angle uh, element to this story which is that Mike Ford has come out and, um, and and basically said, after Bath announced that they were going to be signing Tolupe Falatau for next season, he said, uh, it's important to make sure we get the message out there that we shouldn't just inflate players' wages and spend above salary caps and uh, let agents get money. Which, he, he kind of got a point on what he's saying. No, he doesn't. Well, he kind of... No, he kind of... No, he doesn't. It is his job as a director of rugby, depending on what you want your director of rugby to do, to manage the salary cap. Now, in American football, you have a load of players who are not the best player in their position who end up getting paid the most in the game. Does that make sense? Mm. And the reason for that is just because you will end up playing inflated salaries based on what the, based on what the last player was paid because you're in a salary cap situation. But what he was saying was uh, he doesn't see why uh, players' wages should go up with the cap increase. I, I completely see the irony that oh, he's, yeah. he's moaning about players' wage and increases when he's just tripled someone's I wages. Think, I think what he's trying to say is he's trying to say, everyone, you're going to have the same wages as you've, as you've got now, but yeah. when we get a better player, proportionally better than you guys, then we'll pay that person more. It, so it, don't I guess, more I guess like it help. just means that because they have more there, it doesn't mean every player is going to get a 5% increase. Do you Correct, think that's yeah. what he's kind of saying? Something but, like that. And also they might be thinking, well, we're going to use this bigger pool of money to increase our squad depth. Of course, it doesn't work that because you'll end up paying a certain percentage of your salary cap to certain uh, position groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, Right, and there was there was one other story from the world of rugby this week, wasn't there, Philip? Corbisiero. Oh, Alex Corbisiero taking time out um, from rugby, presumably to launch a rap career. But (laughs) launch? Well, to continue. 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 (laughs) I mean, it was only a matter of time, really, wasn't it? Yeah, to continue his blossoming rap career. Yeah. And maybe Brian Smith was right all along. About although his knees. About his knees. Although Alex Corbiziero has said it's way more mental than physical. Yeah, which is interesting when he's had however many injuries in the past three years. He's a very charismatic bloke, so it wouldn't surprise yeah. me to see a lot of him on TV, though. Yes. I, I, I would agree with that. On the flip side, if you were in that position, and if, let's say for argument's sake, you had a physical ailment which was causing a real problem and it meant the teams weren't really coming in for you, uh, when your contract was expiring and you your outlook didn't look great, then it might be beneficial from a PR point of view to highlight that it's a mental, not a physical thing. Yeah. Just so it doesn't harm your I chances in a year's I, time. I just don't think you mentioned it. Just don't say anything. Just saying, I want to step away from the game and do what you know, whatever he wants to do. Well, yeah, but with the number of injuries he's had, it would automatically lead, and it it has done already, to the conclusion that 
His knees are gone, his shoulders are gone. Mm. He physically cannot cope with rugby it, anymore. It does worry me. Uh, and the things that worry me the most are, if you're a professional rugby player, of course you don't have that many years to earn money. Yeah. And he's earned a phenomenal amount of money considering how much he's actually played, re- played recently. <laughs> uh, the second thing is, I mean, if I don't train for Broughton Park for a, a couple of weeks, I feel unfit going back into that environment. God knows what it's like having a year out away from, uh, away from Northampton Saints. And it's not like he's playing on the wing. You don't just need to get fast. You need to get your technique back. You need to get used to that physical contact and scrum. I think so. I think this could be a real big mistake. It could be. It depends how he manages it. I mean, we've seen Dean Kerre, uh, Richie, and um, Conrad Smith all take six months out of the game completely in the last yep. few years and come back even better than they were previously. Yeah, I think props different though. I think he's gonna. It'd be interesting to see if he's got Steve any... Thompson. Steve Thompson retired. Yeah, got got massive. Yeah, came back and made the 2011 World Cup. Made the 2011 World Cup squad. Very, very good, very, very good point. Yeah, Um, it will be interesting. It'll be interesting to see one if physically he can come back because I think it is more to do with injuries than anything else. And two, when if he does come back, whether he can hack it with a pace. uh, The other thing about Steve Thompson, I just like to add, is that Steve Thompson. was still in, in rugby. Yeah, he was retired, but he, he was coaching. Whereas... No, he got massive. Yeah, but he was coaching. He put on so yeah. much weight. As, he was like uh, if I if I was if I was yeah, if I was a professional player and being disciplined and watching what I w- ate the whole time, I'd put on four stone when I retired yeah. as well. But he was still involved <laughs> in rugby. If, if Alex Corbusier is out of it completely, uh, I think I think it's a real issue. Oh, there's no difference between watching and coaching, really, from from no, a I professional player's point it, of view. It'd be he? interesting to know if he's anyway. in a schedule. Things like, I don't know, weekly scrum practice in, lo- in a local <laughs> club or something. Because I, I think I would. Mm. We will watch that one with interest. Well, get well soon, Corbs. And if you want to come and uh, join us on the pod, you're more than welcome, fella. Uh, I- uh, right, Phil has prepared a quiz for us. I have. Very simple format. You've both got pens and paper ready? Yeah, well, I've or got phone. Yeah. As long as you're uh, no cheating, Jay, I can uh, monitor you. Thank, thank you, Phil. Okay, first question. Yeah. Toulon and Leinster played today. And they've won six out of the last seven Heineken Cups and European Champions Cup. Who is the only other team to have won it since the 2008-2009 season? Question again is, who's won it other than... Toulon and Leinster in the last seven years. So those two have won it. So Leinster won it three out of four times, and then Toulon have won it three out of three times. So out of the last seven, only one other team has won it. Who is that team? So write it down. Question two. Who was the last Englishman to be nominated for World Player of the Year? Okay. You got something, Jake? Nope. Question three. Who's got more international caps? Mike Phillips or Peter Stringer? Ah. Oh. And it's uh, Peter Stringer's birthday today. Happy 38th. Happy 38th birthday. Still going strong. Yeah. By the way, Joe Simpson's got very Peter Stringer-esque service. He just gets the ball away off the deck. Yes, he does. Really quickly. Oh, is is that the fastest nine pairing in world rugby? The the two that faced off today, Matawalu and Joe Simpson. Oh, it must be. Matawalu's mental, though. (laughs) Matawalu is... is uh... Not talking about anything else, just pure pace. I'd say that has to be the fastest two. 
yeah, Joe Simpson seems like he's channeled his pace in a very constructive way. Matuala is just a wild, <laughs> uh, it's a wild thing. That uh, that scrum, oh with yeah, one minute to go. <laughs> well, no, backwards, <laughs> just picks backwards up and runs circle. backwards. <laughs> okay, question three. Uh, no, question. I can't even remember. Question four. Uh, who has been hired as a minder for Dean Kerrier in Paris? He's got his own entourage. Mm. Uh, he's got one person to look after him and do PR and keep him focused and make sure he goes to his French lessons and all that stuff in Paris. Okay. <gasps> oh, I read this one. I read. Mm. Did, I read this story Maybe in the paper this week. Yeah, I. I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Next question. There was one Englishman mm-hmm. in the Oyana 23 today. Who was it? Okay. Next question. I've uh, got a... I don't. I don't know if I've got it right. I'm only guessing. JB, a lot of blanks here. Yep. I've got five answers. That doesn't mean I've got five correct answers. Okay. Well, he's going to do better than me. Okay. <laughs> um. Question six. How many teams will compete in the 2016 Super Rugby season? Okay. And final question, for which I need six answers. Okay, here we go. There were six English qualified players who started at outside centre in the Champions Cup this weekend. So six English qualified players who started at outside centre, number 13, in the Champions Cup this weekend. Who were they? And I'll just clarify this. By English qualified, it doesn't necessarily mean they're playing in England, England, because mm-hmm. that would be England eligible, but they are English qualified. Okay. In 13 jerseys, yeah? Yeah, started at 13. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll okay. just go okay. with those. Okay. Okay, okay. 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 All right. Okay, question one. Toulouse. I've written down Toulouse. Toulouse. It's correct. Yes, they beat Beeritz, didn't they? Yeah, I remember a horrible game. Yeah, it was not a nice game. So, let me get my score in. So it's been, yeah, it has been Toulon three times and then Leinster twice in a row before that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So since um, 2008, 2009, they've won it seven out of eight. Wow. So one point each. Yep. Question two, the last Englishman to be nominated for World Player of the Year? I guess Owen Farrell, because he had that year when he... Oh, that's a good one. But he might have been Newcomer of the Year or something like that. Laws, or... I went with. I went with Wilco and then I went with Laws. Owen Farrell in 2012, the year yeah. that England beat New Zealand, is correct. Yes! Uh, uh, so 2-1 to Tim. I said Pete Stringer had more caps than Big Sexy. Well, Big Sexy's got 90-something. So I'm going with Big Sexy. Um, they both have 90-something. Uh, Peter Stringer has 98 yeah it's over Mike Phillips has 94 yeah plus 5 Lions caps so 99 (laughs) (laughs) joy so to all oh wow Okay, who's been hired as a minder? I know this one. Dean Chiari. I read the story this week. It's uh, former All Black former All Black uh, former Nottingham second row as well. Ali Williams. Ali Williams. Oh no. Ali Williams is correct. Yeah, three two. Right for the for the English player playing for Oyana, is that where George Robson went? It, it is. It is. That's very good. But, but he, he wasn't he in the wasn't team. In the team. Damn it. Oh, that's close. It mm. was Rory Clegg. 
Really? What? He was he was starting at ten for Ionia. How did I miss that? Wow. Um, so what's the score at the moment? Three two still. Three two to Tim. Right. With two questions to go, but seven points available. Wow. Okay. Wow, this is big. So it's huge. The number of teams in the 2016 Super Rugby season. I put 16. 16. I put is incorrect. What is it? There is a sixth South African team. Oh, it's a Jap- Japanese team. An Argentinian team. And 18. 18. The Japanese. There's the 18. Sun There's 18. The Sunwolves. The Sunwolves. Love the American, that. Right, the Americans do this when they just mix two names and end up with like, <laughs> you know, hey, I, the Blizzard Dogs. I've or, been thinking about ways to um, uh, name a company recently and just coming up with two words, one of them being an animal, is what a lot of people do. Oh, well, I will tell you something else. If a colour and an animal. If you go on WhatsApp, right, and you just pick three random emojis, you'll get a band name. Oh, let me try this. An unsigned band name. Uh, okay, what? so just say stop. Say stop. Stop. Okay, click that one. Oh, click that one, and then say stop. Stop. Okay, and say stop. Stop. Okay, so I've got a uh, a bicep or gun or you know gun. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. An apple and a heart with an arrow through it. So what would that be? Uh... Gun, gun Apple Hearts. Gun Apple Hearts. <laughs> get, get, get that hot new album now. Gun <laughs> Apple Hearts. <laughs> Trust me, work, work, works every time. Cool, I like that. Um, right, so that, that makes it... That was still 3-2 with this, three this two. final. So okay. English qualified outside centres in the European Champions Cup. Okay, so do you want me to read them out and you tell me... Oh, no, you, t- no. you tell me. You tell yeah, me. I'll tell you my first one. Uh, okay. And it was Elliot Daly for Wasps. Yep, is correct. One point each. Okay, next one, Jonathan Joseph for Bath. Yeah, is correct, one point each. Uh, next one, Luther Burrell for Northampton. Is correct. Ah, yes. got that, so they shifted him out four. one, didn't they? And uh, and I, I also got Jack Knoll for Exeter. Yep, is correct, and seven five. Matt Smith for Leicester. Oh, is that who it was? Is correct, eight five. And the, the the sixth one, so that's five I've got so far. The sixth one I guessed was George Lowe for Quinns, but I don't know if that's no, right. No, because he won the Champions Cup. Shield. Oh, he's not the Champions Cup. Saracens. Yeah. I think maybe. it might have been 12 Hats anyway. Hopkins. No. Saracens had. Ellery. Uh, Bosch. Bosch. Uh, is it Ben Teo who's the, who's the other 13? Ben Teo for Leinster is correct. I've got Ben Teo, but I didn't get the others. Oh. So, Bentio, who has. I've wrestled back the mantle from JB after being beaten the other week. Bentio should be worth five points. Bentio is New Zealand born, Samoan Rugby League, international rugby league player, currently residing in Ireland, but has an English mother. There you go. So so I got four four there, but Tim got five. Yeah. What a massive beatdown. That's a massive disappointing beatdown that is. Well done, Tim. 8 6. Nice. There you go. Right. <laughs> well, we'll, let, we'll, we'll let this play and fade out as we're just starting to talk about the fixtures for next week. Thoroughly well deserved, Tim. Yeah, well thank, thank you. Good quiz, Phil. Thanks, Tim. Good quiz. Right, so fixtures for next uh, for this coming weekend, then. It, they are just the reverse fixtures of the ones we've just watched, aren't they? That is correct. Exactly correct. Uh, so we've got it through, go through in chronological order. And do you want to just say if we think it'll be the same result and if or a different result? And if yeah. it's different, why? Yep. So, Friday night. Yes. Under lights. Northampton host Rassing. Same result. Rassing, same result. Same result. D- well, different score, same result. I expect yes. Northampton to be much more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saracens host Oyana. Uh, different results are going to be in bigger score. 
Well, no, same result. Yes, same yes, result. Yes, yes, same yes. result. Uh, yeah, but instead of by 30 points, it'll be by 40 points. There could be a death in this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bordeaux hosting Ospreys. Ospreys narrowly Bordeaux to win same result. Same result for me. Wow. I'm going to go a different result because Bordeaux, they had a red card uh, mm. in the second half. And at home, so with a AAC in front of that 25,000 people, it'll be tearing it up. Mm. Yeah, Bordeaux at home. Then Scarlet's Glasgow. Same result. Glasgow, yeah, will win. Yeah. Scarlet's won't bother. Yeah. They're, they're out now. They're so. out now. Yeah. So, same result. Stade Francais, Benetton. Same Stade, result. Same result. <laughs> same result. Bath Wasps. Same result. I think same result at home. At home. Yeah. Although right. Bath, Bath haven't been as. Bath have been equally. Jittery at home and away, but I expect them to win at home. Yeah, I had Wasps winning at home. I had them both winning their home matches, really. Yeah, I'm going to go for the same result. I was a little bit surprised how well Bath did, given their previous form, but we all knew they had the players mm-hmm. to do it. It was mm. almost a matter of time. So I think, well, I think they'll continue that and win at home. Yep. Then Leinster Toulon. Same result. Same result for me. Yeah. Leinster are pretty much out. They're three and three. Yeah, they might save themselves. Yeah. Oh, save themselves to Although at them. home, that'll be... Uh, There's a huge amount of pride. Yeah. But they got hammered. No, Ulster, oh, Ulster are the pride. <laughs> are the pride ones. They are very proud. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, apparently Exeter fans are known as passionate Exeter fans we got from a... From, yes, that is right. Chief passionate, yeah, That's very true. Um, that's the cliche that always comes up with them. Um, sorry, go on, Phil. Sunday game, Toulouse versus Ulster. Same result. I think. I, I, how how can you trust a team that just got nilled? I'm gonna say Ulster. You know, Toulouse have never been nilled in European top flight. Really? Uh, European top flight competition. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Ulster. Mm, of course you are. I, well, you are anyway. I was I was a bit nervous going into the the home game, uh, but I think they can do it. Win that, and they've got a very good chance of. Uh, when did you get through? a new one shirt, by the way? Before the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I actually paid for this one. Uh, did you? Yeah, I, did. I thought it was a slightly different bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just before my complimentary tickets to go and watch England Australia. Ah, uh, yes, of course. I thought, I thought it'd be worth. <laughs> so I'm wearing my uh, throwback, oh, throwback Canterbury Lions shirt. I, I love that throwback Canterbury Lions shirt. I really do love it. It's quality, isn't it? How'd your mm. boots work out this weekend, Jay? Oh, the grip and the purchase that I, that I got! My word! I, I installed the eighth stud on the uh, on the Canterbury Stampedes, which, which I uh, which I know where my scrummaging was monumentally. It's, it's weird. I'm, uh, it's weird seeing you in proper boots rather than what JB normally does. I'll let you in on a secret here. JB for about three or four years bought one pair yep. of Kipster rugby boots from a shop called Decathlon if you have one near you you'll, do you'll, this, do you'll, this. you'll know do. how good it is um, otherwise you need to get a Decathlon in your life because they're so good so he went to Decathlon bought a pair of Kipster boots which is the only shop you can get these boots from so it's quite easy to take stuff back to so JB would wear it for three months they'd wear out a little bit and then he'd take it back and go I only worn them a couple of times and they've worn out can I have another pair and yeah the- and there's no there's no argument oh well you didn't get them from this store sir yes you did this is your own brand so for I've been over th- I've, I've bought one pair and we've estimated that I've got about 30 replacements that's <laughs> over five years wear and I've even gone this is the most ridiculous bit I've even upgraded through the models so they'll withdraw a model and I'll get the new model and I'll just take them <laughs> that's outrageous <laughs> that's outrageous 
and there's the, 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 there's the, an actual consequence. There'll be someone sat somewhere going. Why yeah, are all these kids coming back? They just said uh, they said I've lost my job because they needed to make savings because they're <laughs> <laughs> we're not not efficient. Uh, well, someone's having a terrible Christmas because of you. Make better boots. That that, that would be my <laughs> that would be my recommendation. But it wasn't just me. It was most most of the Broughton Park pack moved into Kipsters and we try trying this uh, <laughs> this little scam which we had going. Uh, all right, um, last couple of games. Yes, uh, Claremont hosts Exeter. Different. Claremont at home, different. Oh, I've yeah. oh, I really would love that. Wow, if Exeter can smash and grab here, that'll be incredible. But I expect Claremont to win. Tough to call though after that. Yeah, after Dis- such a dominant performance. Yeah, um, but Claremont will be hurting. They will. This will force a reaction, uh, and I think Claremont will just win. Uh, and then final game of the weekend: Leicester host Munster. Same result. Same result. Same bigger. Yeah, Leicester played three, won three. That was the only time they've not got a bonus point out of their three games, Mm. but I fully expect them to win again. So, and that put an accumulator on, put some money on that. It's a deal. I I wouldn't want to put an accumulator (laughs) on this week's fixtures. We're never betting again. (laughs) It's been a fortune. (laughs) Actually, it hasn't cost me a fortune. It's cost me ten pound. So you, uh, you had to lose to win by. 13 and Ulster won by 38 so you're <laughs> yeah. 51 points out yeah I'm only ever going to bet now on premiership games or teams or when premiership teams are playing okay because I know I know about them I honestly have no idea about to lose how they play I'm watching them I don't I don't see any, any more of that <laughs> hmm well that ladies and gentlemen is a podcast you can get in touch with us at Rugby Podcast on Twitter and we'd love to hear from you there now listen we, we don't ask for much and we really appreciated um, some of the reviews we've been getting on iTunes in fact I, I was going to I was just going to read a, a funny one actually oh good someone going by the name of Second Time Lucky says uh, funny host genuine rugby fans chatting about results and big news as well as obscure stuff like shin size and <laughs> Exeter's <laughs> dodgy try celebration pretty much nailed it <laughs> I, I still can't believe you were hanging out with Northampton and Bath, uh, Good and Flats, and <laughs> you're commenting on Burrell's shin I can't believe, shin length. I can't believe the, the, the conversation with Andy Good is uh, something along the lines of, you know, how do you manage a game? What would you do in this situation? Hair replacement. <laughs> <laughs> it is, um, it's looking good, though. Yeah, it is it looking good. It's look good. Uh, Shoe Dog 456 on iTunes says, uh, I'm new to this podcast game, but subscribing to this is in my top 10 dis- is in the top 10 decisions I've made in my life. <laughs> keep, keep up the good work. I really enjoy reading. Wow. High yeah. praise indeed. Um, Neil Pitty says, All the knowledge you need about rugby and the quality of baked goods in Manchester. <laughs> um, my friend's a PE teacher and he's impressed with my knowledge and it's all because I listen to this podcast. <laughs> Some other reviewers don't approve of JB, but they're obviously missing the point. Exactly. Ah, that's nice. Anyway, uh, so yeah, please leave a review on iTunes uh, where you can subscribe to the Rugby Podcast. Phil, you listen on an Android phone on? On Player FM. That's it. Which is quite good. Or Acast. Yeah, we're on the Acast app as well. So oh, yeah, don't forget the Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Stop. Love to catch you there. So uh, until next time, nice one, Phil. Thank you, Tim. In a bit, JB. Thank you, Tim. Later's.